ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. My name is Janice Porter, and I am very excited today to have with me Sue Clement, my guest. And I've known Sue for many years in many different iterations of her business and my business. So I'm happy, I'm looking forward today to finding out what makes her tick today and uh, how relationships play a part in what she does. Welcome, Sue. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're very welcome. I just want to tell my audience a little bit about you. Um, Sue is a business acceleration expert who works with high achieving business owners who are serious about creating exponential growth. Since 2000, she has assisted thousands of entrepreneurs increase their profits, reduce their expenses, think bigger, and add velocity to their business growth. As an international speaker, best-selling author, and marketing expert, Sue continues to impact businesses globally. Her no-nonsense approach to growing, thriving, to growing thriving, profitable businesses inspires clients to hire and recommend her. And Sue, having grown her first business, an employment agency, from concept into a multi-million dollar company before selling it, brings a real-world real world experience and wisdom to her clients and audiences. She's done it all. She's been there, done that, and uses that knowledge to help her clients move forward in their businesses. It's quite a uh, resume in a way, Sue. And I know that uh, I've spent many a conversation with you talking about business growth and having quite often been fearful of making that happen for myself. And so, Uh, One of the things you say on your website is discover the easy way to get all the clients you can handle. And part of that comes from not having that kind of fear. Can you speak to that for me a little bit to get us started? About being fearless or about getting the clients? (laughs) Let's start with discovering the easy way to get all the clients you can handle. So come from that aspect first. Well, you know, I think you just said the magical words come from, because I think that our come from, our perception of who we are and how we want to be in business is often going to dictate the results of our business. And so, you know, if you come from um, a worthiness issue, a fearfulness issue, you're not going to be comfortable selling, you're not going to be comfortable putting yourself out there. And so... Really, it's about being prepared that you own a business. You know, one of my think like think and grow like a CEO strategies is is that it's not a hobby, it's not a job, it is a business. The business is meant to make money, and yes, you can go help people and have toys and do all the great things. So some people kind of get on me like it's not about money. Well, it is about money, honestly. And so your perspective is that if you're going to have a business, then have a business. You need to believe it's a business and then treat it as one rather than treating it as a a job that you've got with a nice boss that lets you take time off when you can. It it really is something, it's identity separate to yourself. 
That's very true. And I, it's funny, I was thinking when you said that it is about the money. Um, a fellow that I know who is um, an executive in a big network marketing company wrote a book called Sometimes It Is About the Money. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, I think something about uh, when you were talking, I was thinking that in order for your business to be a business and for you to treat it seriously, you really have to be clear on what that business is. And when, and, and by that, I mean, you know, who's your target audience? Who are you serving? Um, are you, are you fully believing in you and what you do? So I'm guessing, and I could be wrong, that when you talk about, um, do you think like a CEO, that that's one of the things that comes up with your clients, that maybe you see that, uh, that gap, you see that hole that they really don't either truly believe in themselves or in what they're doing yet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that growing a successful, thriving business really isn't that tough. I, I know that sounds, a lot of people are going moaning right now going, it is for me. Yeah. yeah. But, but actually, you know, there's some basic components that we need to have in place. We do need to have the belief and the worthiness and, and that we can contribute. And as Suzanne Evans always says, is that to a fourth grader, a sixth grader looks like a hero. So <laughs> it's not like we have to know it all and be it all and have it all and be one of the gurus. There's always some people behind us in our journey that to them, we look like a guru. We have to kind of believe that we know more than other people. And those other people are the ones that we need to seek out. And so it is having that self-worth. The second step is to really understanding who is your ideal target client? What problems do they have and what solutions fit for you to solve? And then, you know, then having a good offer. And then from that, it's all about visibility. And, you know, that's really being able to get out there, make the connections, you know, have a strong marketing message, and then being able to turn those connections into conversations of sales. And ultimately, that's the journey. Everyone gets so hung up on doing funnels and <laughs> and webinars and all this stuff. And I think we com you know, we, we complicate business. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I, I listened to a, a podcast last week by a sales guy, Jeff, Dr. Jeffrey McGee, I think was his name. And he was asked about, um, uh, do you do like an intro webinar and then, and then another webinar? And he said, no, I think the people that do that are all phonies. And, and it was really actually very refreshing to hear that, you know, because um, he says, I give value in everything that I do. And I believe that you do that too. I really do just from my experience with you. Um, you said though, that uh, you made me think that of course the core of what I'm about is building relationships how much of how many of your clients or what percentage of your clients come through referrals you know that is a great question and it varies over time it depends on how active i am at keeping those communications and the connections going and then asking for referrals i think people just don't ask for them no. it's not like we don't want to refer people it, it's if we wait to be referred we're waiting for that magic moment that someone's going to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, do you know a blank? And they go, oh, yeah, my good friend Sue's that blank. 
Mm -hmm. so the connections aren't going to happen very frequently that way. However, if you build those referral partner, as I call them, referral partner relations, and that's what my book is all about. Mm -hmm. If we build the relationships with people who service our ideal target client, or at least know our ideal target client, and we teach them, educate them, train them, whatever you want to say. But if we actually inform them of how to find referrals for us, that's when the magic happens. And yes, if we do that pre-work, we will get tons of referrals. But if you're not out there making the connections, um, asking for referrals, helping people to help you get the referrals, you know, and also reciprocating. Let's be honest, it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if we're doing those things, we'll get tons of referrals. If we aren't, we're kind of waiting for the tap on the shoulder somewhere out there magically in the middle of the night that they're going to think of us and refer us. But generally people need to have that connection, that feeling of supporting each other. That will give you the more referrals than just hoping they'll happen. That's a great answer. I think that I would add one more thing to that though. And that is um, part of my world is teaching people how to stay connected. God, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How to nurture those relationships so that you're not forgotten. Yeah, it, that is so true. And, you know, and, and I start off my question saying, well, it depends on how much work I've been doing at it. And it yeah. is true. It, it, people will forget you. Mm-hmm. If you aren't visible and if you aren't continuing to nurture them and do the outbound. And, I mean, you're really good at this because you send cards and, you know, make those little connections. Those little small touches well, I try, but that's part of it, right? They're so important. And yet they're kind of like, we think, oh, we're bothering people or, or they're so small. We don't think it, they'll be noticed if we don't. And actually they really are important and, it, and they will be noticed if we do. It, yes. It's, re- it's really funny because as you know, I just became a grandma and um, I came home from visiting my daughter and uh, there were a few cards that came uh, in my mailbox. And when I opened a couple of them, they had a, the picture that I had posted on Facebook of me with my little granddaughter and it I'd forgotten because it had been a while since I'd been the recipient of that kind of a card, obviously. And it went straight to my heart and it was like two things came to my mind. One, I've taught these people well and, (laughs) and two, Oh my goodness, that's the feeling I want people to have when I send those cards. So it is a, it is an important um, add on Somebody whistling. I was- <laughs> Sorry, it's a, there's a fire engine going by my building. <laughs> okay, it's all good. It's all good. I can't help that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. So anyway, yes, those things are the add-on pieces. And then you talked about visibility. And I think that the visibility takes different forms as well. And that visibility builds the credibility that, again, feeds that um, uh comfort zone for someone referring you definitely i mean you go to the the, that's ivan meisner's visibility credibility profitability Mm -hmm. chain of reaction and it is it is it's sounded and great sound foundation of information yeah absolutely exactly i don't know if you know this but and for those who don't know who dr ivan meisner is he's the uh, founder and creator of a huge networking global networking organization called BNI, Business Networking International. And I don't know if you know this, but about two years ago, he and the um, CEO of Send Out Cards, Cody Bateman, formed this alliance. And now, all over the world, there is a relationship marketing seat 
at any BNI for a send out cards person. Cool. I wish that had been the way when I was in BNI. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I know that you do these um, dinners. Are you still doing them? My mastermind dinners. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can you I, tell me a little bit about those? Well, the mastermind dinner is when I gather eight uh, business professionals in a room together and we have a beautiful three course dinner and we talk business and make connections and uh, people go away with new ideas and some advice and new friends and it's just a fun way to kind of build a relationship over a meal I think that there's a lot to be said over dining together and yeah, uh, they're, they're fun to do and I probably the next one probably won't be till the fall but um, they are a lot of fun and the, the connections that have come from it and the business that, you know, it, you know, across between the attendees and do business with each other, which is kind of fun. That's, it's well, yeah, that's the relationship marketing piece, right? So absolutely. they know that you, they, they all know you. And so they feel comfortable then cross connecting, which is perfect. Yeah. And I facilitate the discussion and the discussion is kind of an ebb and flow about business concepts. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's a lonely, it's a lonely, lonely place to be because unless we are great at connecting with people, a lot of us work out of our home office, mm -hmm. we go for a week and never see anybody. And ultimately it's pretty lonely. And the thing is, I mean, if I think of my first business, uh, that was kind of before networking makes me feel like I'm really old. <laughs> but me, me and I wasn't around back when I first started my first company, but you know, you only know what you know, and you do what you do, and you're all by yourself out there, slaying the dragon, fighting the good fight. And it isn't until you begin to connect with people. I mean, the coaching industry was kind of new in the late, yeah. late 90s. And so then you realize you have a coach or consultant, or you have other people, and networking events started popping up everywhere. And there's other people doing exactly what you're doing, maybe not in the same industry, but they're business owners too. And when you can kind of have that dialogue with another business owner and you get the support and the exchange of ideas. And it, it's like, Oh my gosh, I think it accelerates business so much when we reach out and make those connections and we're vulnerable and open with people and tell them where we're at and what we're struggling with because somebody else has been on that road mm -hmm. ahead of you and there's somebody behind you and you can, you know, um, go with e-women, you know, lift up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes we need that lift up and sometimes we need to lift others up. Totally. So um, we talk about the networking events that popped up and there was for years, we were running around like crazy going to all these networking events like lunatics. And, um, and some of us did it really well, but it was still a lot of traveling, a lot of parking money and all of that stuff. And now, of course, over the last few years, it's really shifted and shifted to online networking. How much do you do of that? What do you do in respect of um, online, what I call online networking? I would probably say, I mean, I honestly don't really go to networking events unless I'm the speaker at the yeah. event, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, networking events, I think is awesome if you're a startup or fairly new in business and you're trying to make those connections and get those alliance partners, uh, it's a great way to meet a lot of people. Although most people don't do networking events the right way from my point of view. Mine too. They think that they're going to, you know, it's a buyers and sellers club. And if you're going to hope to get a client in that room, 
you've missed the point. The networking event is really about making a connection, making it, building an alliance, getting a joint venture partner, a referral partner. That's really the best part of it. But, you know, to be honest, most of my networking these days are offline. I mean, online, <laughs> out of off the networking events, but back onto the computer. I mean, with LinkedIn and Facebook, it's so much more efficient. You know, the dress up show up time used to kill me. <laughs> Seven in the morning is not my favorite time of day. Same here. Same here. If, and people ask me now, you know, I did four years at a morning BNI, and I tell you, I had a migraine the next day every single week. So I'm not doing it anymore. I did eight years, but mine was on Friday, so I got to sleep in the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, um, so do you, what do you tell your clients about, um, about where to network in terms of online because there's so many options today and everybody thinks they have to be on every platform. They don't and they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. The whole point is we go back to the seat of our business. The seat, the seat of marketing is who is your ideal target client, right? You need to go where they go or who's your ideal target referral partner. And then you need to go where they go. Right. But ultimately you need to be smart about it because whether you are dressing up, showing up and driving somewhere at noon or at seven in the morning, or whether you're spending hours on online looking at your computer, it's still time wasted. If you aren't in the position to rub shoulders metaphorically like Yeah. You know, in real life or not in real life, but if you're not rubbing up against this, oh, that sounded really bad. <laughs> if you're not connecting with people, you know where I was going with that one. Yes. If you're not connecting with people, you know, you're wasting your time. You need to be connecting with the right person. I've got to get my brain back and loop there. <laughs> yeah, I know you've been on vacation too. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. um, so absolutely. So I know um, I had a conversation earlier today with a, a young man that was referred to me actually from someone I met on LinkedIn, who actually was referred to me as well from someone here. It was like, that's how it goes. And he was in, he's in Chicago. And the first thing I do is look at his LinkedIn profile and it was pretty bad. Um, but that's because he hasn't been on it very long and because he really doesn't know what he's doing with it. So it's, you know, when I said to him, uh, so who really is your target audience or audiences? You can have more than one for sure, but who are they? Because that's when you want to just, that's what will determine where you should be hanging out. And his kind of lit up when I said, you know, if it's this, this, and this type of person, then LinkedIn is where you should be. So that's where you need to focus your energy and people on LinkedIn. And I'm not doing saying this to get off on a tangent, except to just say people on LinkedIn usually are the decision makers uh -huh. and have some disposable income more so than, than what is relatively seen anywhere else. Absolutely true. I mean, if my clients are selling to bigger companies or corporate, absolutely. LinkedIn is a must be. Mm -hmm. If they're, you know, selling to solo entrepreneurs, Facebook is probably a better place. Mm -hmm. Yep. I understand. Now um, that being said, I know that, I think you have a Facebook group, correct? I do, yes. Yeah, and a lot of people do today. I find it would be one more thing I have to keep up. So I, I've tried it and then I've fallen off the wagon. So I don't actually do it. But how do you find that in terms of building relationship? It must be good. It absolutely is good. But like anything, you know, as you said, falling off the wagon isn't going to get you there. It is truly um, kind of... I say a passion of love in a way. Um, you know, 
I love my group. Uh, it's Think and Grow Like a CEO. Think um, and Grow Like a CEO Facebook group. Okay. And, you know, I, I love the group because it's so fun to get the dialogue, but it does take a skill and an art to get engagement. Yes. And, and I'm just thrilled with the level of engagement in my group. And some groups are different. Like some groups is Monday, it's Motivation Monday, and Wednesday, you know, share yourself on Thursday. And my group's not like that. I'm so tired of that. It's so yesterday. Well, it is. And it's just, they're just, it's just promoting, promoting, promoting yeah. each other. And it's kind of like those old networking events you go and promote yourself. Yeah. Um, but frankly, um, you know, I like dialogues in my group where we actually have conversations that are meaningful. And I'm hoping that I'm inspiring people because that's what's important to me. And I'm giving them a place to connect. And I'm hoping that I can ask them questions that will get them thinking in a different way than they have um, before. You know, it's about it. It goes back to what I was saying about, you know, when we're all by ourselves, we only know what we know. And if I can help people know or do something different, then all the better for it. So let's take that from your your uh, Facebook group, which I'll put on the show notes if you want me to, by the way. Yes, please. And um, looking from there, who is your ideal client? Who is your ideal client? My ideal client today, and you mentioned during you know, the warm-up, the introduction, is it has changed over the years. But my ideal client today is someone who is at the six-figure mark. Okay. is ambitious and serious about creating a multi six figure to seven figure business. I, you know, I, and, it, and it's, it, is it like started as a solo entrepreneur and they maybe got staff now that kind of thing. They're solo entrepreneurs. The interesting thing is you can hit your first hundred thousand pretty much by yourself, maybe with a VA or something like that. But if you grow past that, um, you will need to change. It's one thing I found like when I had my employment agency is I started out and I was like the main worker bee, me and one other part-time person. And then it was a full-time person. And then you bring on more and more people. And to grow a business, you have to go from that entrepreneurial worker bee mode to actually learning how to be a supervisor, manager, and then ultimately a CEO. And where I work with my clients, I love helping them because I can predict the problems around the corner that they don't even know that the corner's coming because I've lived through it and I've seen that, you know, ideation of business. And so it's, it's really about recognizing that to grow past that six figure mark, you need to have different, you know, things in place to really be successful and knowing that in advance, boy, can you really shortcut people's um, challenges and, and they're, you know, accelerate their speed to getting there. So how long would you normally work with somebody? Um, when I work with a client, it's, I start off with a six-month agreement, and then we renew it from there, ongoing. Okay. And, you know, over the years, I've had, I guess the longest client I've ever had actually stayed with me for eight years. Wow. Uh, but most of my clients tend to stay a year to two years, and then they're ready to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I know from just many conversations with you that you, are, I think, are a little bit like me and what you do is different to what I do. But I think you're like, um, uh, you cut to the chase. Like, <laughs> you don't sugarcoat things, right? You just say it like it is. Yeah, I'm pretty direct. And I am too. So I, I, I like that. And so probably why, you know, we get along because we think the same way in that respect. And I think that finding the clients that, or having the clients find you 
that are the right fit for that is always such so interesting. Like what makes them your ideal client? Not so much about now the, the growth of their business, but about them as a person. That's a really great question. And I, I think, you know, you hit onto it. It has to be a personality fit or, you know, if you want to call it personality, be a character matchup. Yeah. Um, because I love speed, as you know, in, in all iterations. Yes, yes, you're a car person. I know you're a speed person. I know. I mean, put me in my Corvette and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my Corvette therapy, as I call it. But, you know, I love yellow, speed. as I recall, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I got a new one. I don't know if you know that, but I, I upgraded it to a new one. Ooh. But, um, yeah, I love speed and efficiency, um, getting there fast, getting to the point this is the thing is this little incremental growth is not the way to grow your business. You really want exponential growth. Mm. And when you can, I mean, if you're going to put effort in for gosh sakes, I mean, if you're going to work like a dog for three months, wouldn't you rather triple your income than maybe add 2%? Like, let's be honest about it. Yes. If you're going to work hard, get the, get the results. So I like to work with business owners who are ready for exponential growth that they have worked out that they have an offer of value. Uh, they might need to have a price adjustment. I mean, this is one thing I, you know, confidence level that I tend to work with a lot of clients over is there, most people are undercharging, mm -hmm. so, you know, and, or they're not packaging their pricing, right? So I tend to do a lot of pricing work with clients, really helping okay. figure out and sharpen that pencil and see how they can continue to add value to their clients, but also get remunerated well for it. Um, and people who want exponential growth and, and want it rapidly and want it now and are ready to do the work and show up. So have you ever fired a client because it didn't work? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot of them because I have a, a pretty intensive intake. Uh, you know, we always have a phone conversation and like no one can just click and buy coaching from me. It doesn't work that way. So I do it through an intake conversation and then I usually start my clients off with a half VIP day. And that's where we roll up our sleeves and I call it a kind of unpack their business uh, kind of ask them tons of questions, get right. them who they are, what they're trying to do and where they're going with it. And then come up with some ideas of where I see the gaps are, the blind spots are, and then help them plug those holes, correct those blind spots. And that's where the exponential growth comes into play because it can happen really quickly. Sometimes it's not a big difference that we need to make. It's just a, a couple of degrees can make all the difference with where we are in a business and we can't see it ourselves, but when someone else can look at our business, mm -hmm. kind of nudge us a little differently, that's where the magic happens. And that's why I love it. That's gold. That's really gold. So Sue, what would you say is the most important message? The one thing for you that you would leave with the listeners as something to take away that, you know, may actually also make the phone ring because, uh, you have a lot of nuggets and you also have the expertise to back up what you say. I know you do for sure. So what's the most important message you would leave with the people out there? Sure. It, and this may sound a little um, contrary in a way, but here it is. You don't need more information. The information is killing us. People are so concerned about what everyone else is doing and trying to hack this funnel and hack that, whatever. And it's not about information. It's about implementation. And so if you want to grow your business, like you know enough, 
you have to just believe you know enough and you don't need more of this marketing stuff that's going to just slow you down you don't need to go redo your website i mean i finally just did mine although it needed to be done like five years ago finally got it done. <laughs> but you know people put so many barriers in the way of their success they're like oh i need a website or i have to learn this or i have to I know. there's this course i want to take and it's like oh for god's sakes just go implement go okay. implement you know, sloppy success, Alex Mendozian. I learned that from him, one of my mentors. Oh my God, I've got piles of material from him from years and years ago, right? Sloppy success. That, that one thing really stuck in my, my mind is that done is better than perfect. Just go implement. And as you implement, you'll get better. It's no different when I had a sales team on my company. Is that, you know, I tell salespeople, just go sell. Like, just get out there, make calls. It doesn't matter whether you succeed or not, because what happens is if you're out there off, you know, often enough, you'll succeed more and more. And it, it is really about implementing. And I am just so, you know, get into action, implement everybody. <laughs> that's very, very, that's another nugget, gold nugget, because I think it's really true. I think when I look at, you know, if I've had a good week or a bad week or a good month or a bad month, I always am looking at, well, how many people did I talk to? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to just add on one other thing here. Sure. It really gets me. And this is, goes back to, you know, are you a hobbyist or are you a business owner? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little, my little soapbox of the day <laughs> is that if you're a business owner, you need to run your business and to run your business, you need to understand your financials. And your financials aren't just knowing whether you got money in the bank or not. Mm -hmm. It really is understanding your profit margin, your break even, you know, really tracking your figures. So that would be the other thing I would say to people is, you know, track your sales activity, track your conversion rates, track your money, like know where you're at financially, what your break even is, you know, do a cash flow projection. Oh, and that's one thing that everyone should do and have, but most don't. And, it's like that is your compass to guide your business. Yes, I'm feeling a little uh, under that gun now and <laughs> talking to you. This is really all good sage advice. And actually, it's very common sense in a way. But, you know, we, we see what we want to see. We hear what we want to hear, to quote Oblio from The Point. Um, a children's book and movie, which... Oh really said it all by Harry Nielsen. You have to go look what, that. Oh yeah. You see what you want to see, you hear what you want to hear. So true. I know. So I think that's a great place for us to wrap up. And um Samantha, I had one more note here. Uh, lastly, just how can people find you? I will put it in the show notes, but do tell us how they can find you and uh if there's any specific thing you want to point them to on your website. Well, they can find me on my website, sueclement.com. It's a simple one, or on Facebook, or on LinkedIn, of course. And you're going to put those down, so I'm not going to yes. wrap them up. And if, you know, if what I've said has struck a chord with the listeners, and you think that maybe you're ready for some exponential growth, I offer a complimentary, you know, 15 or 20-minute conversation with me to see if we're fit to work together. And it, it really is just an exploration call. I call it my GPS growth discovery, no, growth profitability session. <laughs> Get my acronyms right. Okay. It was really just a chance to hop on the phone and talk to me about your business and to uncover opportunities and maybe to shed some blind spots 
um, you know, some light on some blind spots that they might have and uh, help them grow their business. So if there was one thing to direct them to my website, it would be that. Um, okay. And on my website, there's lots of buttons all over that says talk with me. So. And it's Sue Clement, think and grow like a CEO. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, as I, when I, I, I switched my branding around a couple of years ago, and that's when I kind of up-leveled from just coaching kind of startups and struggling mm -hmm. entrepreneurs is that I really want to work with people that I can make a bigger impact. And so that's where the ambitious entrepreneur who's ready for exponential growth is my ideal client. Helping them kind of, I haven't talked much about this today, but I think that the entrepreneurial trap, as I call it, people get stuck as an entrepreneur and they're trapped there and helping them break three, free of that and move into the multi six and seven figure where they actually are a business owner. They actually are a CEO. And actually, even if you're making 30,000, you're still a CEO. Remember that, <laughs> but, you know, helping people move through that. That's really what I'm passionate about is, is seeing people succeed, make money and make an impact in the world. And you do that with many people. There's some great, um, uh, testimonials on your website too of people that have um, had success after working with you and I, I recommend people take a look at those as well. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed talking to you and I thank you so much for your time and I'm just going to say one last thing, stay connected and be remembered. Absolutely. Thanks Janice. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.